Welcome one, welcome all, and glad to have everybody now on the network. From La Crosse to Eau Claire to Menominee, Marinette, listening to us uh, over in Door County, all the way down to Milwaukee, Platteville, all over the great state of Wisconsin, and well beyond the borders. We are uh, glad you're with us. The Bill Michael Show um, on the air. Um, the uh, <laughs> I had mentioned it going into the top of the hour, and, and Ben alerted me to this. Uh, Dylan Johnson plays for Mississippi State, played for, doesn't anymore. Um, I, I didn't, you know, when you said, read the last sentence, Ben, I read it and I read it and I read, it. I'm like, what am I missing? Finally, I went and read the whole thing. Damn. You talk about a middle finger walking out the door, huh? That's, I was, uh, I was reading it and my first reaction was, oh, these announcements are so boring. And right. then I got to the end. I, I figure you're planning <laughs> on, on outlining exactly what was said. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you got to bear with me now. This is Dylan Johnson. Second leading for, rusher, by the way. Sec, like, second leading rusher. Good play. Plays for Mississippi State. He said this is his <laughs> this is his goodbye. First and foremost, I would like to thank God for giving me the opportunity to showcase my talents at a college level. Without him, I am nothing. Secondly, I would like to thank my family and friends for the endless love and support they have shown towards me throughout the season. To Mississippi State University, my teammates, trainers, and amazing fans, it's been an honor to participate in this program with you all. Together, you guys have helped me build my character and skills tremendously. With that being said, since I'm not very tough and Leach is glad I'm leaving, I'm entering my name into the transfer portal. With the hopes yes! of finding a more, more fit playing environment for me. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> That's, well, that there's your middle finger. <laughs> I mean, it also overshadows the fact that there are some clear grammar mistakes right. in the statement. Like you spelled skills, S-K-I-L-L apostrophe S. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, when we talk about a job opening or potential employment, someone to mm-hmm. be an editor for all of the transfer portal announcements would make, I, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of, of dollars. So, <laughs> right. yeah, good stuff, though. But since I'm not tough, and least doesn't want me here anyway, up yours, I'm out. <laughs> Talk to you later. Uh, okay, well, there you have it. He's uh, he's not wanted. Second leading rusher. Yes, like, no, it's... Leach doesn't like him, so he's out. <laughs> so. I also have some minor breaking news. Uh-oh. Hey. Do we need a news sounder for this? No. No, it doesn't no? warrant okay, the sounder. Well, to hell with it. Marcus Allen, wide receiver for Wisconsin, entered the portal when Paul Chris got fired in October. Mm-hmm. He right. committed to Minnesota last week, and since Wisconsin made the new offensive coordinator hire, he has he's since back. removed his name from the portal, and Evan Flood of 24-7 Sports has reported that he will be back next season. Coming back. There you go. After looking over that fence, said, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we might throw the ball. Wait a minute. Or maybe he went, ah, oh, you know what? Graham Mertz is gone. I'm going back. Maybe I'm going to find somebody to give me the ball. There you go. So that's happening. There you go. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. 
Uh, this one's from Mark, who says, I think you have it off a little bit in the NFC. I would go Philadelphia, then I would go San Francisco, Dallas, then Minnesota. See, I can't put San Francisco, uh, because San Francisco right now, they have a tremendous defense, but the unknown is their quarterback position. Now, I know, some people did tell me, hey, look, in, in six to seven, maybe eight weeks, Garoppolo could be back if they were playing for a championship. I, I can't see it. He avoided the least Frank injury, but I can't see it. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be back in time to, to, to make that difference. Um, and if he does, if he does come back, put it this way. If this team makes a run to where they're heading towards a Super Bowl, Ben, at that point in time, would you give the ball back to Garoppolo? Or if Purdy and that defense, I mean, if Purdy's lighting it up, why would it's almost like the Tom Brady find. Why would you do that? You know? Yeah, I don't know how much of a difference there would be between the quarterbacks if he right? gets them towards a Super Bowl. He's still limited, but so is Jimmy G. Right. I, I That I don't know. I, I don't get it. So I, I, I can't put... Uh, San Francisco ahead of Dallas. Dal- the known is Dallas. The known is the fact that Dallas has a run game. Dallas has a defense. Dallas has good wideouts. Da- you know, Dak Prescott, when he's on, he's on. It's when he's not, he can still make mistakes. We saw him make a couple of mistakes last week or two weeks ago and still ended up winning the game. Came up big when he needed to. Uh, they still have, you know, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and, you know, Noah Brown, they can still get it done. I'm not a, you know, Dalton Schultz, obviously, is a hell of a tight end. And you still got a good run game. And Dak Prescott can still move. You know, they this is a team that won games with Cooper Rush. So I think they're a good football team. I just think that they're, they're what could propel them to a Super Bowl and cost them a Super Bowl is the same guy. And that's Dak Prescott. I just don't have a lot of belief in him until he proves it to me deep into the postseason. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. Exact same thing with Kirk Cousins. Don't have a lot of belief in Minnesota. Treme- I mean, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, the, the the young kid they picked. Uh, Jalen Naylor. They picked them all up. Uh, picking up, uh, you know, I, granted Christian Derrissaw is down, but Derrissaw solidified that offensive line for the time being. Uh, Kirk Cousins has just not proven it consistently, even with the, you know, I don't want to call it a two-headed monster because it's nowhere near what they have down in Dallas, but with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, Madison ran the ball pretty well when Cook was down for a short period of time. I, I, I think Kirk Cousins still has to prove it. He's got one postseason win, and much like Dak Prescott, I think he's he's just below Prescott. I think he can put up all kinds of crazy MVP-style numbers, and then... When the chips are down, he can cost you the game. I, that's so I, I don't I don't put them above. And with that 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 defense, I with a defense is it in the lower third of scoring. And when it comes to giving up almost four hundred yards a game, no, I, I I can't put put Minnesota up there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Do you see it different, Ben? Am I am I going crazy here? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not. A, okay. I still like. Yes, I think Cowboys are two and ahead yeah. of Minnesota. I would put the Niners ahead of Minnesota as well. But I think there's a bigger gap between one and then two, three, and then four than there is between those other numbers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of math, but I think I know what I'm saying. Um, the other piece of news was, which is what we've kind of been waiting to come out for, 
is, and I'm just kind of reading some of the stuff that you sent me, is Mark Maskey, uh, who is um, an NFL reporter and works with the Washington Post, by the way. Um, the final report by the House Oversight Committee says that Daniel Snyder evaded questions by saying more than 100 times he did not know or could not recall information and gave, quote, misleading testimony in July uh, coming from sources. Um, the uh, Also, it appears that he – now, uh, I haven't read all this, Ben. This is somewhat just coming to me, but it, it, it's – over the 14th-month probe, the 79-page report uh, on the Democratic-led investigation gave the strongest indication yet that the team or somebody working on its behalf leaked the inflammatory emails that prompted Congress to get involved in October of 2021, according to the report. Also testifying to the committee, Snyder spoke about using private investigators to gather information on the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, according to the report. He testified that the team informed the NFL in 2009 about allegations against him that led to a $1.6 million settlement with a former employee who accused him of sexual assault back then. And it goes on from there. Um, but did they read, uh, and I'm trying to kind of read this, and I saw what some of your comments were. Did they release the John Gruden emails? From what Mark is saying, and I guess we're going to ask a question we've asked for, what, a year? Is this it for Commander Dan? Uh Mark, the author of the story, did say that Bruce Allen testified that uh, the commanders released the emails, correct? This is, um, wow, this is, this is a uh, hundred and five pages of report that has now been released. This is going to take a long time to get through. That's why we're on Twitter, because... People go through it, and then they write what's important. Right. It's like yeah, spark it's, notes, but for professionals. Yeah. That it's man, that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff. But uh, wow. It, it well, it, all of this. I, I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be what they're going to finally say and or do if there's criminality here or if there's something else or they haven't really handed down any indictments. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's interesting. It's beyond interesting. It is, uh, over the last year, they say Mr. Snyder engaged in a series of attempts to interfere with the committee's investigation. Mr. Snyder publicly, uh, assailed witnesses, refused to release former employees from their confidentiality obligations and blocked the committee's access to tens of thousands of documents collected during the Wilkins investigation. Um, they, uh, the Democrats, uh, sham of an investigation, blah, blah, blah. See, this is where it gets political, and I think it's garbage. It's you want to find the truth out about this guy. You want to find out what's going on. Um, there's two civil lawsuits against the commanders, we all know. Uh, the Snyder and the team face a second NFL investigation now. This one led by the, uh, the attorney, Mary Jo White. Uh, they say today's report reflects damning findings of the uh, committee's year-long investigation and shows how one of the most powerful organizations in America, the NFL, mishandled pervasive sexual harassment and misconduct charges as the Washington commanders. Uh, our report tells the story of a team rife 
with sexual harassment, misconduct, a billionaire owner intent on deflecting blame, and an influential organization that chose to cover this up rather than seek accountability and stand up for its employees. Uh, Today, after a lengthy and wide-ranging investigation, the Committee on Oversight and Reform issued a comprehensive report that definitely details not only the extensive sexual harassment that occurred, but also the owner, Daniel Snyder's, involvement in that specifically and his efforts to obstruct all the various investigations into the scandal. Uh, And it reveals the NFL's side of things, a, quote, shameless effort to cover up the wrongdoing by one of its owners. The committee's final report comes amid uncertainty about Snyder's uh, future in the NFL. And the commanders announced last month that Snyder had hired an investment bank to start some offers for the franchise. The committee's investigation began in the wake of John Gruden's October 2021 resignation from the Raiders in the Wall Street Journal uh, report that uh, had some racist comments in it. According to the committee's report, Allen learned on October 21st, uh, 2021, that many of the emails called by Snyder's lawyers from the team's email account had been leaked to the journal. Um, the NFL previously denied leaking the emails, but has not pointed so directly to the team being responsible. Gruden filed the lawsuit. Uh, the emails, he quote, says, publicly sabotaged his career. Um, this is just a long list of just just allegations and finger pointing and and stuff going on behind the scene and uh, you know man oh man oh man our commanders (laughs) (laughs) they say that uh, part of this was due to uh, Daniel Snyder leaking these as a way to trying to send a message to others to say be careful in other words, don't sell me out. According to Mr. Allen and Mr. Snyder's actions signaled the he owns me with these emails, uh, which affect uh, which affected coworkers and such, the alumni and many family and friends. Uh, in other words, this was a guy that if if he would do whatever he wants, and then what happens is is when you complain about it, basically the you know in the Cliff Notes version of this, what he would do is hire a private investigator to go find all the dirt on you, and as soon as he found it, he held it over your head. He basically blackmailed you. The investigators told Mr. Allen they were just here to follow the document of your actions. Uh, Mr. Allen testified that Mr. Snyder commented on his plans to use private investigators to follow other individuals, including the commissioner of football. Um, And he gathered dirt on everybody. Reports said the committee's investigation revealed that the NFL chose to negotiate the financial penalty with Snyder rather than refer the decision to the NFL's executive committee for a vote. In other words, he had the goods on him, and they didn't want it to go public. And then there's the misinformation about the the taxation of the commanders, what they were doing with some of their money. I mean, this goes on and on and on. Snyder abused the subpoena power of the federal courts on at least 10 separate occasions by using a lawsuit against the media company in India to try to obtain private emails and communications from his perceived detractors. It's just, in other words, there's a lot of dirt, a lot of ugly below the surface. And this guy was running around doing anything and everything he could to gather as much dirt on as many people. I've always said, it's it's if you've got money, that's one thing, but information is power. Because there's a lot of things, you know, if people actually look behind the curtains of every 
person in America, you've got something you're probably ashamed of. Everybody does, right? And what he does is he finds it, and then he holds it over your head to do basically whatever it is he wants to do. That's Daniel Snyder, and that's what he's been doing. So, boy. Doesn't he strike you as a guy that would get caught up in a pet monkey biting a kid during Halloween fiasco, more so than a Texas offensive coordinator? Yeah, it right? It's uh, it's, And I bring it up, and this is all just kind of like coming out, but I bring it up because I've said all along, we love the NFL. We love football on Sundays. We love football on Thursdays. We love football on Mondays. We, we love the postseason. We love all of it. But there is an ugliness to this business. There, It really is. I've seen it a couple of times with particular players and claims and such and how they get treated. And they are nothing more than commodities and pieces of meat, which is what Aaron Rodgers was trying to relay to people when he wanted to hold out and say, maybe I won't come back because he gets tired of being treated like a piece of meat. We're human beings. We're, we've got feelings. We've got emotions. We've got families. We've got lives. We've got certain things that make us human. We're not just these commodities of millions of dollars that you can dictate everything to us, much like the Andrew Luck story that just came out, you know? And uh, where he just said he started to lose himself because it was all about Sunday. It was all about the game. It was, uh, you know, and then he siloed his life because of it. So it's, and I've said this before, when you look behind the curtain of the NFL, you don't really want to see it. It's kind of like, you know, you love steak, but you don't want to see how they're made. You know, it it can be an ugly business. And uh, this just brings that, that to surface. This cracks open that Pandora's box and says, there's an owner that was gathering dirty information on anybody and everybody he possibly could, using every tactic he possibly could to avoid prosecution of any type, to avoid his detractors, to say, yeah, you can't say anything about me because I got the dirt on you. You're just as scummy as I am, including the commissioner of the, of the NFL. And this is all now starting to come out. I don't know what when the dust settles what's going to happen. I would assume he's going to end up selling the team. The NFL is not going to, quote, force him to sell it. Uh, and then it's just very going to quietly go away. I hope it doesn't, but man, what a what a just a a, a scummy practice behind closed doors. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to hit us up? Feel free uh, today. Yes, uh, John. We have fantasy football questions coming up today after the top of the hour. Paul Charchian is going to be back with us today. So start getting your fantasy football questions in as well as your season. I'm sure beginning is beginning to wind down. Jockeying for placement and postseason on the move and on the come. But Paul Charchian is going to be here coming up in about forty minutes from now. Stay tuned for that. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. This portion of the program brought to you by the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Get a hold of our buddy John Atley over there at the Water Doctors. Not only do they have the Connecticut Water Softening System, which is hands down the best, but they also give back to the community, the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, helping veterans in need, and they give some money to them as well. You can also donate simply by going to the website, h2, the letter O, doctors.com, h2odoctors.com. And if you're looking for the water softening system and you live anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, he can get you in touch with a dealer near you. Call him, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, I love the Connecticut water softening system. I have it in my house. I swear by it. Great system. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
to the program. This portion of the Bill Michael Show is brought to you by our friends at New Male Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. All you got to do is call 414-455-4451. That is 414-455-4451. Whether it's ED, low T, if you're looking for the all-in-one weight loss program, whatever it may be, they can help you out, but you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's 414 414- Four five five four four five one. That's the New Mel Medical Center. It works this time of year. You're doing the cookies and the cakes and the pies and all the other stuff and the food and the, the parties and all the appetizers and good stuff. And I uh, mean, you know, start out with a new you in 2023. You know, uh, so just call four one four four five five four four five one. That's four one four four five five four four five one. There you go. Um. This one is from this one's from Mark, who says, um, I've always thought that Daniel Snyder was a scumbag, and then you hear all the things that he does and runs around and tries to put out his own fires. I think this guy needs to not only be kicked out of the league, but also kicked out of our country or rot in a prison for a long time. Rich guys can't get away with this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it is. It, 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 it is. It's, it's, you know, you, you, you read about this stuff and you're like, ah, geez, you know, are you kidding me? Right. Um, the, and I talked about the NFL a little bit. B-Rad says on the wall years ago, the uh, other side wants to take you down. Look at the history over the last, say, 20 years alone. Media strives and thrives on it. So sick of the local news here cause... The first five to ten minutes is murders, rapes, robberies, uh, like you just see one day of total goodness and optimism. Um, oh, well, I don't know what that has to do with the NFL specifically, but um, the it's, it's, it's interesting because back during the CTE stuff in regards to the NFL, a lot of media, and rightfully so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a legitimate issue to be discussed, but there's a lot of media that were just hardcore coming after the NFL. This is the end of the NFL. Get rid of the NFL. And I kept thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. If you get rid of the NFL, which is the biggest, baddest beast on the block, which really pays a lot of bills for a lot of people, you're in essence cutting your your, your nose off to spite your face. And I just, I found it so, there was there was a couple of talk show hosts specifically coming out of Chicago that were just ripping the NFL at every turn. And some of the stuff was legitimate, and I, I learned a lot. I love discussion, but it was almost like they wanted to ban the NFL and get rid of it. And I'm, I kept thinking, you know, much like the state of Wisconsin, what reigns supreme in the state is the Green Bay Packers. Big in the state of Illinois is the Chicago Bears. And I'm thinking, why do you want to take them down? You know, why do you want to do that? So I, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it's, um, you know, it's always going to be the, in many different cases of sports, it's going to be a political hot potato. But, you know, I've always said, try to do things the best you can, as safe as you can, and enjoy the game. The problem is that there's some creeps and cruds that leak into it that give everybody, everybody uh, a bad taste. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout? Open it up. Anything. Let's go to Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Not bad, Billy. Hey, um, just a, a quick 
something. Uh, there used to be a TV show back in the day called The Magician. That's my new nickname for Greg Gard. Hats talk to what these kids are doing at Wisconsin right? so far in this basketball for It's ridiculous. Right? I, mean, I agree. Oh, my gosh. Just but isn't this like Greg Gard, though? There was years ago that he wasn't supposed to pick to do anything, and they ended up you know, either winning the Big Ten or winning the top, getting into the top four. They won the Big Ten, I think. And just it's once you got rid of kind of past the bad apples that they had, it seems like the program has always under guard before that. But Ryan, it's always excelled. If you just buy into the program, you do things the right way. And it's always a team that hustles and plays extremely hard. So you always appreciate watching it. So, no, kudos. I completely agree. Yeah, and and he saluted uh, Tony Bennett the other night with the sweater vest. Oh, <laughs> I it didn't see beautiful. that. That's awesome. It yeah, was, that's he's, awesome. He's doing yeah. that. He's doing it for a different coach uh, all year. Um, flipping the switch, when I grew up listening to sports talk, there was a gentleman in Milwaukee, Jack Baker, and this mm-hmm. was the best time of the year as a kid growing up to listen to sports talk back then because of the baseball meetings. And, man, it has been cricket on the Brewer front. We thought that there would be some kind of an announcement. I really thought there was a lot of speculation whether or not they'd pick up a catcher from the Blue Jays organization uh, because the Blue Jays have a a plethora of catchers, and the Brewers are obviously in need of one. We thought that there might be something there. But, yeah, it seems like right now, other than some of the bigger deals being signed, it seems like the winter meetings are kind of used for paving the way for later on in the offseason to make some additional moves maybe here in early December and then maybe in early January but yeah it hasn't been the activity the flurry of activity we were kind of hoping for huh no and and uh, you know they, they've been such a confusing thing they get rid of the best hitter they had in run pro and then they make a trade and get rid of Wong who is the second best hitter and then they bring in Jesse Winker who's got I mean, central you know all that history but it's like, wait a minute, you got rid of Renko to bring in Winker? And and I know they love these outfield kids they've got and all that, but has anybody down there, because nobody up here, you know, up in this area, uh, even mentioned hardly why the Renko trade, what was the thinking behind it, what do you, uh, you know, any of that. So if you guys touch on that, it'd be great. They didn't want yeah, to play him. They didn't want, they, didn't want, they didn't want to pay him. That was it. They didn't For the productivity he was given, they just didn't want to pick up that option. They didn't want to pay him, and he kind of felt that he knew that. He talked about that, but it, it all came down to money. Wow. And, you know, and that's, and that's what uh, – I don't know if you saw it this week. Council was on MLB. Uh, yes, and, I did. Uh, we, we did. And, actually, actually, we played that back and, and talking about – the Josh Hader trade and basically that being about money and they underestimated the effect it had on the ball club. And that was the boom right there. I mean, there, there somebody actually came out and said, it's about money. You know, it's like I was watching your huddle last night and I say watching cause I get you on the live thing. Mike Clement's story on the Kylan, the Hill kid, man, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. That was like, yeah. Hey, we finally know something. Why this, potential talent was gone and the thing i didn't know about the the love thing either that was just amazing uh the last thing about the bowl games bill starting i think the first one is like the bahamas bowl which is yes. always great because if it's a cruddy day in wisconsin you feel a lot warmer um <laughs> you want to watch these games and i know you do it professionally and i used to you want to watch these games as a Packer fan. Get out your Christmas list and go, where is this guy? Where is this guy? Where, where am I looking to find these guys? 
that's how you do that. You know, that's how, mm-hmm. that's how Goody's going to do it. Now, the last thing I would say with Goody is his third draft is getting better. And what I mean by that is Ted, maybe Ron a little bit, but Ted was the, the, the uh, author of the street free agent draft. He right. always found talent off of that. And Goody's starting to do that. Rudy Ford comes to mind. The Nixon kid comes to mind. Castaways, takeaways, you know, done. Right, right. Don't fit. And, and that is a huge part. And I think, and I could be wrong on this, but I know when we won the 96 Super Bowl, the entire defensive line in Green Bay was not drafted by the pack. And Sammy Shields, Jermon Williams, the year that team won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. street free agents. Street free agents, drafted. right. Yep. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, uh, you go and appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for giving us a buzz. When you look at uh, the first couple of years of Goody's drafts, you've got four guys left remaining on this team. But the one thing you can't deny is some of the street guys he's picked up, some of the free agents he's picked up, some of the moves he's made that way to continually fortify the team. Now, granted, you're paying a little bit more money than you are just drafting and developing guys. But nevertheless, he's at least been able to fortify the team. What you really need, what you really need, is granted you had Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, and Elton Jenkins. Now, Savage is on the downside for whatever reason this year and having a bad season. He needs to bounce back next year. But what you really need is to see Runyon continue to excel, DeGuara to be used next year in some facet as that third-round, because third-round draft choices, we've talked about it time and again, at nauseum, they're just, they haven't panned out. You need DeGuara to be used in some facet that's going to be uh, a different dynamic to this offense uh, you need, you know, eventually uh, Jordan Love to pan out, and A.J. Dillon, obviously, uh, has been good. But you need Stokes. You need him to come back and play well. You need Amari, uh, or not Amari Rogers, um, um, T.J. Slayton, to because Amari Rogers gone, obviously another third-round draft choice that was bad. T.J. Slayton, to re- he's really got to take that next step. He's got to be a body. He's got to be a big dude. He's got to be somebody that's impactful. You need, obviously, Zach Thomas played extremely well. Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, both of those guys. Christian Watson uh, is starting to really come on. Romeo Dobbs, when he comes back, you hope that he really excels. So, and and Gabari has played, uh, I think, far above his fifth-round draft status. You know, Jonathan Ford, you'd like to see him do something. Samari Torre really could really make that draft. I remember when uh, um, Donald Driver was drafted and, in the seventh round, and, and Ron Wolf walked up to him and said, man, I, I need you to make this team for this draft to be successful. And Donald Driver went on to be a you know Packer Hall of Famer. If Samari Torre can make this squad and, and make it better in the coming years and really develop into something as well between Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Torre, man, you this, this draft, this 2022 draft, could really pan out to be uh, maybe the crowning achievement uh, thus far by Brian Gutekinds. But... The first few years, man, it was all relying upon <laughs> was all relying upon relying upon undrafted guys and on on the free agents because the only four guys remain out of the, f- the first couple of drafts. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to continue to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Winners and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Now, here's something for you. You don't have to pay anything until 20, the end of 2023 going into 2024. How about that? One year. Just take it off. No payments, no interest, no nothing. 
just enjoy yourself, but you can get the windows now. They're installing now. They're measuring now. They're doing the custom appointments now. So all you got to do is get a hold of Pella, whether it's one window, ten windows, an entire house, patio door system, entry door system, whatever. Get a hold of our friends at Pella because you know why? They want your house to be economical, more beautiful, more valuable. Okay, It's rated so high by so many people that have gone with them in my listening audience Okay, because they're, they're just huge that way. However, the best part about it is makes your home more valuable, more beautiful, more economical, but you can do it right now and keep the jingle in your pocket because we all know this is the time of year you're out buying gifts and presents and all that kind of knickknack stuff. So that way you don't have to pay anything for a while, but give Pella a call because if it's on the books now before the end of the year, you get the deal. So call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the fantasy football questions in now get them in charge is going to be here he's back this week going to talk with him coming up here in about 15 minutes hang out for that this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at kane and kane jewelers they're in west bend this time of year is when you're going to start looking for the jewelry or the maybe maybe the rings maybe the rings necklaces earrings maybe the maybe the uh the man the man watch and or bracelet i don't know whatever you're looking for. But if you're looking for jewelry, it is worth the trip to go to see our friends uh, Andy and Jane Ken- Jen Kane at Kane & Kane Jewelers in, in West Bend. Um, it really is. they, they got a great establishment. They've been around a long time. And whether it's a private showing that you want for, say, bridal, or if you just want to go out there and check it out and get a great deal. I don't want to say deal because deals make it sound like there's something cheap. If you want to get the highest of high quality for an unbelievably good, sustainable price. That might be the best way to put it. But also, don't forget, go to Kane Jewelry, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. And at the bottom of the page, you've got the uh, the Buy Like a Guy podcast. So, guys, listen, if you're looking to go buy something like that for the girl of your dreams, uh, they'll show you how to do it. He'll talk to you about it. It's a really good podcast, too. Really good podcast, too. So, um, so there you have it. Eight six. Sorry about that. Dealing with some technical things. Um, let's do this. We will step away. We'll take a break. We'll get Bill back online. Obviously, have Paul Charchian joining us coming up at noon. Kevin hold it at one o'clock as well. So stay right there. There we we'll go. Be- oh, Bill's back. I'm back. There we go. I don't know what happened. Never just went. all of a sudden, everything just went dead. All like right. Lights went out and everything. It was he had like a power surge or something. See, this is the reason we have the backup generator here at the house. Everything worked the way it's supposed to. We got kicked off. Lights went out, everything, you know. I don't know what the hell's going on, but all of a sudden we're back on. So good stuff. I have uh, a, yeah, uh, check out our friends at Cane and Cane Jewelers. Yes, go ahead. Oh, I have an important update, Bill. Please so go. I, I mentioned the Marcus Allen situation, the wide receiver that uh, went to the portal when Paul Chris was fired, committed to Minnesota, has since announced mm-hmm. intent that he's returning to the Badgers. Jack Sitchie, former Wisconsin linebacker, 
who was on the Bucks for a couple years, dealt with injuries. He's now on the Wisconsin coaching staff in an assistant role, tweeted out, uh, and he has since deleted it, quote, ran the wrong routes consistently, dropped countless passes in game and practice, couldn't take responsibility and enters the portal. Commit to a rival, decommit, and expect to be welcomed back. Kids are so soft, it's embarrassing. End quote. Wow. And he's deleted it? Yeah, he followed up with, should I have kept my mouth shut? Absolutely. But I care too much about this place to do that. If you think we're going to have any different results from the past two years by welcoming back people who jump ship, think again. Good for him. Good for him. Um, guys inside the locker room know. They know. That's the reason that, you know, when Aaron Rodgers, and I know we're running late, but that's the reason when Aaron Rodgers talked about guys losing playing time and everything, and other players took offense to it, and Rodgers said, well, I didn't use names, but guys inside the locker room know. They know who you're talking about. They know who you're ripping. Yeah, interesting stuff. Good stuff. Like I, you know, I have no problem. Do you have a problem with it? I wouldn't have tweeted it if if that's how you feel. I, it's not something I. I don't think there's any benefit into putting that out there, especially if he is coming back. Feels like something that maybe should be dealt with internally because Sitchi's on staff. He's not just a former player commenting on it. Like he right. he is there. So I would not have tweeted it. Uh, the message. I don't know. I can't speak for the people in the room and how they feel and how it feels going forward. Boy, that's uh, that's strong, man. Yeah, on staff, you don't really want to say it, but if you're on staff, you say it behind closed doors to people in the locker room. But like he said, he's trying to let everybody know, don't, you know, no, 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 no. Don't be welcoming these people back with open arms. They're not that damn good. They don't take responsibility. They can't be accountable. And then they jump ship to arrival, and then they want to come back and be say, like, oh, I'm coming back. Like, welcome me back, and this is some great thing. I I get it. I get it. There were players inside that Packers locker room back when Favre used to do it. I don't know if I'm going to come back. And then two days before camp, he, the, you know, we do Fan Fest or, or whatever, and Favre would walk through the door and everybody go crazy. And there were, there were players in there like, screw this guy. You know, he takes all the spotlight. He doesn't even want to – he doesn't care about us. The franchise is locked up. They don't know whether or not to go out and find somebody. And there were people that – there were players in that locker room, much like there are today with Rodgers, that are looking forward to the day they don't have to play with that guy anymore. They don't want the ego. You know, you're making $50 bucks, and you want to have Cobby coach us up? You know, that type of thing. So I get it. Sitchi's letting everybody know. And the fact that he's on staff makes it a little different. But I, I like it. I like it a lot. 877-867-1670. We're about 10 minutes away from fantasy football. Get a hold of us. Charge is right around the corner. Stay tuned. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, 
in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have four remaining games on the schedule. Matt LaFleur says the defense needs to reduce the number of missed tackles. How can they improve? Safety Adrian Amos. Go at it every day. I don't think we're a bad tackling team. I think we had a, a bad performance where you get in a lot of situations where you end up in the open field. And uh, any team that has to make a lot of open field tackles are not going to be seen as a great you know, tackling team. So got to get more hats to the ball. We got to be on our assignments. Although the Packers won 28-19 on Sunday against the Bears, Green Bay's defense gave up 409 yards of total offense with 155 yards on the ground. Packers nose tackle Kenny Clark. At this point right now, I'm just trying to, you know, put together a great game and, you know, help our defense, you know, put together a great game. Uh, Seen like all year, just everything's just really been a roller coaster. So, you know, at this point, I'm just, we just trying to just, just win a football game and play good football at the end of the day. Despite being 5 and 8, the Packers still have a chance, a slim chance of making the playoffs. We still in the thick of it. I mean, you know, and we got to we got to just keep just keep playing ball. Uh, you know, keep chopping wood and uh, just get back to work. That's Packers nose tackle Kenny Clark in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show. If you're looking for a place to go this weekend, they have some entertainment tonight, tomorrow, Saturday night. Good music always, whether it's blues or rock or country, whatever it happens to be. That's our friends at the Nice Ash. Downtown Waukesha. Keep supporting the local businesses. Downtown Waukesha. Go to theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Good cigars, hookahs, a really good selection of, of liquors and spirits and bourbons and such. Uh, but just a lot of fun. Really good place. And you don't have to worry about the smell because they have so many. they got like 14 smoke eaters in that joint, and they leave the doors open, too. It's not cold in there or anything, but they leave the doors open, clear everything out. So don't worry about that either. I've never had an issue down there. That's our friends at the Nice Ash downtown Waukesha. Um, so stop in and tell them we said hi. Um, back at it. Coming up after the top of the hour, we got our buddy Paul uh, Charchian is going to be here. And uh, we'll talk with him fantasy football. So get your fantasy football questions in right now. Uh, we got a few of them that have uh, come in, so I want to get uh, as many as we can. That way, uh, Paul's got uh, Paul's got something to do. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. Do it again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Got some emails to get to as well after the top of the hour. So hang in there, and uh, we'll give you that. Um, what else do we have coming up today? Ben, uh, we got our picks today, right? Our betting picks? Correct. I was three for three last week. I was doing well. You were? Not bad right <laughs> You know, a, a blind squirrel finds some some food at times. And yeah. then uh, Kevin Holden at 1 o'clock. Okay. Oh, okay. Coming up at 1 o'clock? Yes. Okay. There you go. The last hour of the program. Kevin and his wife, I think, are coming over this weekend, but I think she's going to stop by with some some things, we'll say, for the, uh, the party this weekend. Now, she's supposed to stop by tonight. I'll see Christy tonight, but... Uh, Kevin's going to join us. So anyway, uh, Steven wants to know, are the Badgers going to have a less strict GPA to allow more talent uh, to come into uh, Wisconsin? No. No. That's not going to happen. It's it's there is this perception and I, I we've talked about it before. There's this perception that it's just almost like, you know, this unbel- like Harvard Medical College to be able to get into UW as a student. And that's not it. It's you're you're just taking an extra credit usually in your high school days. And for the most part, 
uh, you should be able to get in. Most most people do. I mean, it's it's not it's not deterring the average high school student athlete. There are a couple um, schools throughout the country that try to give you just the basics to get you through high school. And that's, you know, when you find an athlete like that, that, you, that has just did the basics, you, you, if he wants to go to Wisconsin, usually tell him ahead of time, say, hey, you know, you got to take a couple extra classes, an extra language, whatever, to, to get it up to speed. You know, that's all you need. It's not, it's not impossible. It's, it's not terrible. Paul Charchian coming up next. Can't wait. Charch is back after a little bit of a, bit of a bout. A little bit of a bout with uh, COVID. So uh, good to have him back. No, Pac fan, she's not stopping by with edibles. No, beverages. Beverages. Not edibles. <laughs> no, there's no edibles at the party. <laughs> i just tell you that right now. Awesome fun, though. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.